Oh my god! Oh my god, it's happening. We're actually it's happening. recording. It's happening, happening. Everyone, happening. the three of you who are listening, and that includes the two of us. This is the Chuggin' Chat. We are your hosts, Morgan. And Liz. <laughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. So I guess we'll have to at some point talk about our search for our jingle, which is probably abundantly clearer. Right away from that little song we just did. Yes, we, folks. We are on the search for the perfect jingle, and it's probably going to be a while. I think we decided, didn't we decide that we want to try and actually record it when we are together to see Hamilton in July? Because we are seeing Hamilton together in July, and we just can't, we just, gosh darn it, cannot wait. Exactly. Um, it would be best if Lynn manuel would just go ahead and write us a jingle because, I mean... Sure, putting that out there in the universe, yeah. Let's just, you know, let's just put it out there. Um, maybe we request every single time and he'll just... <laughs> like, are you there, Lynn manuel It's us, the Chug and Chat. <laughs> we're, uh, we're still trying to reach you. <laughs> Twitter hasn't worked so far. <laughs> Email showing up outside of your home. Um, telepathy, telepathy has not worked either, (laughs) but someday. (laughs) Yeah, we just had to put that out there. Um, anyway, I don't know. Should we start with like maybe saying why we're doing this or what we're trying to do with this untitled episode because it deleted my title? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, so untitled. Yeah. Um, I think, (laughs) I think really how this started, um, was, you know, we felt much like, you know, zillions of everyone else all over the world felt after the election. We were just completely blindsided by the outcome, but also really just didn't know what to do with our feelings, what to do with our sense of selves, what to do with, you know, our definitions of feminism and activism up until that point. Um, and, And you and I, and I honestly forget like how it happened, but you and I just started talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think probably one of the most if I can even think of it in retrospect at this point, one of the most profound impacts the election had on me truly was bringing women together. Because I mean, it's awful to say, but be, really honestly, because we all felt traumatized by mm-hmm. election day. Um, and I really found myself, there were women, other women that I hadn't talked to in a really long time who reached out to me. I found myself reaching out to kind of just like the most random of women, but who were important in my life you know, along the way or still or, you know, some combination. And yeah, so I don't know. It's it's true. I don't remember the exact moment either. But all of these things um, with you and with some other women in my life sort of happened organically because I think we sort of needed to naturally connect. After yeah. That. And, and I think we decided to do this podcast, not even necessarily for people to listen to it, although that would be great. Please listen. But someday, someday, <laughs> someday, please listen. But one day, more. one okay, day <laughs> in a world where people listen to our podcast. Um, I it's also just for us to sort of catalog our thoughts and to have that, you know, to have our journey. Um, I myself really have, have have begun to embark on this huge journey of trying to unpack what my privilege is um, and and yes. how to better 
not even better, but how to serve my community at all. Um, I think I was sort of under the illusion that like I was doing that just by existing and trying to be a good person, but, but that's not enough. And, and, you know, when we started our conversations between the two of us, I think what really struck me was we both have this burning need to really start figuring some of this stuff out. And to have a podcast in place where we can, you know, go back to what we've said to each other and to catalog, you know, what we're, what we're, what is inside our brains. And then also, you know, eventually when people like us and soon, hopefully we <laughs> can bring other people days. on. Yeah. A few short days <laughs> that, you know, we can bring other people on and also talk to them and, and just, and learn because really this is a period. And, and this is something you and I have talked about so much that, you know, the, the important high guac, sorry. that's, that's guac. the cat guacamole. That's Liz's Hello. cat. Hi guac. Sorry. Um, he wants to be involved. He is he a womanist. He um, is. He really is. But, you know, I mean, I think it's all about restructuring what we thought we knew and, and learning from people who know way more than us. And like, I'm really kind of like, I'm interested in this podcast because I really just want to be schooled on everything. <laughs> I know what you mean. I really... It does resonate with me a lot to hear you say, you know, I sort of thought I was doing something already or enough already to sort of existing and trying to be a good person. I think I took it one step further and I was engaging in some activities that I thought were activist and I thought were doing good. And they, they did some good in their own communities, but I was kind of preaching to other people, like, step out of your comfort zone, have these difficult conversations, and maybe I was moderating that, but I wasn't necessarily having those conversations myself right. in my own life, and so I've really been trying to push myself to do that, and so I guess I, I equally am really hoping to be schooled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I'm really excited to, I know you know a lot of people um, in, in and around Oakland and San Francisco and I'm really excited. Like I'm starting to meet people in my community that I really admire. And I also, I mean, yes. we both have an incredible list of friends that I just can't wait to hear from. Oh my God. Um, I know. It's just going to be awesome. I just want to get people on and talk. And, and I mean, we figured that the best place to start this journey was obviously after the inauguration and the women's March, because it, I mean, honest, like to be perfectly honest, like we were not, we're not prepared for this. Like we are not prepared to record our first episode but wow. it had to happen. Like it had, like we both totally agreed, like this needed to happen at this moment. And, and to be able, you know, we both marched, although I was super late, but, <laughs> and I went it. like, I totally went the wrong way. And then I followed people to their car. Cause I thought they were marching, but they were going home. It was like really embarrassing, but I did I feel it. Like, I feel like we should share. I mean, we should just pause a quick second and share equally both of our white privilege experiences with the March. And by that I'll admit mine first. So I was going to totally avoid the Women's March altogether, which is completely against my nature entirely. Mm -hmm. um, one, because I love to build community and love to be around people. And also because I do consider myself <clears throat> some sort of activist. And so it felt weird not going. But I was going to go skiing. I was going to yeah. escape it all and go skiing for the weekend. And I don't know. I mean, really, I was going with a woman that I really respect and who I have come to admire in the community. And so in some way, I sort of convinced myself that that made it okay. Like we would have some deep conversations like amidst the snowstorm, you know, <laughs> that it would somehow <laughs> be okay that I wasn't at the march. But we didn't end up going because their cabin that we were staying in um, didn't have power. There were supposed to be a big storms. And we both went to the march together and couldn't have been happier that we sort of 
had that, you know, intervention, so to speak, so that we were able to go. But just speaking of privilege in and of itself, it's like I'm considering not going, like thinking like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know my place in this. I can't even like organize my thoughts. And, you know, I realized how important it was that I was there when I ended up Well, you you called it divine intervention. You were like, well, I'm (laughs) obviously supposed to be there. And, And I went through the same sort of thing. I was... I was feeling guilty because I, I have, um, I'm a wedding coordinator in Portland and I have some really incredible photography friends that, that, um, gave me for free, gave me company headshots. And that was something that my business partner and I had needed for like ever. We have really needed that. And, and they were doing us a favor and they were available on that day. And so I felt guilty being like, no, I actually need to go March. Um, so I was like, oh, well I'll just make everything work. Right. Like, you know. (laughs) Um, like women do. <laughs> like, yeah, like I do. Like, I'm just going to figure out how to have it all. I'm going to have it all. And <laughs> and I felt terrible that I missed. Like, I wanted to, like, make a sign. I wanted to do all of that. And you and I were texting about it. And you were like, well, I mean, like, you're doing other things. You know, don't feel guilty. And you were being a good friend and very nice. And then I ended up being like, this is so, what am I doing? This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I can't not be there. And so I took an, I, like, drove to my assistant's house and left my car and I took an Uber to like kind of where people were marching. And like when I literally, when I saw the first police car, I was like, okay, pull over. This is obviously where I need to be. (laughs) And like, I got out and just started, I was like going the wrong way. And I saw a ton of people coming, going two directions. So I was like, okay, like I'm unprepared. I'm like wearing my wild feminist shirt, but like, I don't think anybody realizes that I'm marching cause I'm not, I don't have stuff. So I just sort of like followed people around. I was by myself because I like didn't get it together to like try to find anybody. And, and that was honestly the best way to do it. I, I honestly, I did the whole march in reverse cause I didn't get it and like didn't know what was <laughs> happening. But so I- perfect though. It was, it was perfect because what I got to watch everybody march yeah. It was insane. It was so cool. And by the time I got there, um, I was like two hours late. So I think I, I was there for like the second half of everybody marching. And then what I got to do was walk. I mean, first of all, you, you in Portland, it was over two bridges. So yeah. you walked on a bridge that you've only ever driven on. Like you do not walk on these bridges. Oh and that God. in itself was just a really unique and cool experience. I bet. And there's a sidewalk on one of the big ones, but it's like scary. Like it's real narrow and it's like totally meant to be a service sidewalk. Although like I have had one too many beers and needed to get back downtown for a train and have (laughs) walked. In fact, like we, I might've done that with you now that I recall. Oh boy. It might've been that bridge, but that's a story for another day. I don't recall. (laughs) That's a story for another day. Um, But yeah. So, I mean, that in itself was a unique experience, but also like there was something incredibly satisfying about being by myself because I, I wasn't laughing it away. I wasn't talking about what we're doing. I wasn't chanting things that I heard other people. I was just watching everybody be there. And I just was, I just was crying because it was the most powerful thing to see that many human beings. Oh my God. I know. I know. it, (laughs) It just was. And you couldn't even tell how many. You no. Even tell how many. It no, was people were guessing. I mean, it was it was pretty interesting to be around this community of people guessing because in Oakland, you walked through downtown and you were supposed to march at eleven and we could not move in any direction until around noon, maybe twelve fifteen. I mean, there were that many people oh, that wow. there was enough of a funnel that we could like we could not even move in any direction. We were just a mass 
of people. But then we looped around to Lake Merritt and walked along the lake. And that was a very cool experience because with the way the lake dipped and the path curved, you could see like the, the mass of people really far up ahead of you. And so it was, you know, just people just surrounding us, just kind of guessing like, oh, I think I've been in a crowd this big at festivals, like outside lands. I bet there's a hundred thousand people. Some people are like, no way it has to be 20,000 people, you know? So but it was really, like you said, just like a profound, overwhelming experience just to be around people. I did go with both Eric and my friend, Diana, who I was supposed to go skiing with, but we really didn't talk a whole lot. I think all of us were sort of absorbing the experience as we went. Yeah, which was what was so cool. And I feel like if I had been with my friends here, I would have felt the need to fill that silence. Yeah. And it was so important to me because I am a person who always feels the need to, to fill the silence. And it's really important, it kind of circling back to you know, what, what I have realized my privilege is so tied up in is that, you know, it's my turn to be silent. It's yeah. not my, the, my turn for my narrative to be up at the top. It's my turn to have my narrative be supporting the narrative of others. Yes. And yes. And I think that's like what this podcast is about, right? Like, of course, the first few episodes especially are going to be more our opinions about things, but at least we want to bring lots of good media and content into it so that we're getting other perspective. But I, yeah, would love at some point to be bringing a really diverse range of people on here to, again, school us. We need to come up with a sound effect for that, by the way. Yeah, like back to school. (laughs) Like, bomp, bomp. Or like like the bell, like, Oh my God, or that part of Mean Girls when she gets hit by the bus. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. And let's be honest, this podcast is also, I mean, it's called The Chug and Chat for a reason. Yeah, it's also about drinking wine. It's about drinking and, and other with things. feminist cocktails or womanist mm-hmm, cocktails mm-hmm. and the Which like. we were going to do today, but we didn't get it together. So we I'm do. just currently, I'm drinking wine that has a golden retriever on the label and it's called Rascal. <laughs> so that's, that's what like, I'm doing. I don't know. <laughs> That's not, it's not appropriate, Um, but it's a fine organ Pinot and I'm not mad. Well, okay. As long as it's a fine Pinot. Yeah. (laughs) So should we just dive in? Like where, where do you want to start? Let's dive in. Um, if I could, if I could just, um, give us a little inspiration about Trump and the inauguration with a a little, a little sound clip, if you will. Oh yes. Oh Um, yes. So just for some context, um, you guys will, (laughs) I'm addressing like we have an audience, but people will find (laughs) out, hello everyone, you will find out very soon that I'm obsessed with the app Voice Changer, aptly named, because you record yourself speaking and can change your voice to sound like you're a chipmunk or a scary man from a scary movie. It's really just fabulous. But this (laughs) particular clip... I was thinking of on the way home because, of course, I was listening to and singing to Hamilton. Duh. Duh. Which part? Which ones did you hear today? um, I was listening to just the middle, which I've never really done. I usually either start from the beginning or start, like, more than halfway through so I can hear all the sad songs and, like, cry slash sing the whole way home. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, I started from Dear Theodosia. That's one of my favorites lately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. I love it so much. And that's, like... Oh, we please. have to play that eventually. We have to play many clips. All of it. Basically, now. you guys, like, <laughs> stop listening now if you don't just want to hear the entire album. Like, <laughs> Episode <laughs> just, one. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, like we just are quiet now and we just play Hamilton. Like, <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> like, don't talk, no commentary, like just listening. <laughs> wow, that would really, um, yeah, people would be excited. And so equally, I'm sure you're really excited to hear this amazing clip from the Hamilton song, Nonstop. Oh no! Was like, are you playing it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was really yeah, good. Was. Um, thank you. Yeah, all applauses. Hold for applause. Okay, wait. I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Just I have to press the Santa man and. <laughs> I guess we're, we're gonna have to edit out. <laughs> Just like technical difficulties. No, leave it in. People okay. should know the struggle. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to text it to you because apparently that's all I know how to do with this app is send this to other people to make their lives miserable or better, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. And, and do you want me to try to play it from my end? And if you could, I mean, if... if okay. All right. I'll have to unplug my headphones. This is going to be a whole thing, but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> all of you listeners... Out, oh, did you just do it? Is it there? I texted Yep. It. Okay. All right. I have it. Okay. Hold on. We're going to try this. <laughs> Okay, am I still? Oh yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. All right, are we ready? Ready. Ready. Corruption's such an old song that we can sing along in harmony. Did that work? Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I heard, I heard it. it. Oh, it was great. I like your voice. Um, um, thank, thank you. you. So it's so, very serial killer-esque, of course, but yeah. um, the quote, <laughs> all jokes aside, really stuck with me. Um, you know, corruption being an old song that we can sing along in harmony. I mean, that that line, of course, has oh, stood man. out to me before with Hamilton, but it seemed so relevant today. Today. Of, today, thinking of Trump and everything that he's doing already with his executive order on anti-abortion I mean, just every the fact that he didn't even make a statement at all about yeah. the, <laughs> the Women's March. I mean, it really, like, and it's also interesting, you know, just to give a quick little story. I was also talking to my mom today, um, and she told me that she got very weepy this weekend because she was reading this story about this woman who had kind of grown up conservative and was kind of the typical person you would expect to never change their mind, um, but did and, you know, rode a bus to the women's march and was like kind of all in. And someone came up to her with a clipboard and was like, you know, can you start a League of Women Voters chapter in your community? And she's like, sure, why not? But what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and my grandmother, um, you know, was a huge League of Women Voters activist in her community. I mean, led their chapter, did things I didn't nationally. I know that. That's so cool. It's super cool, and I had sort of forgotten it myself, so it was sort of relevant that my mom reminded me today, but she's like, it made me so sad to think of, you know, your grandmother's hard work and the fact that, like, people are still essentially doing the same thing. <laughs> well, it reminds me of that sign that we've seen where, where there's, like, a woman holding it, and she's like, I can't believe I still have to protest this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I like, saw a lot of those. I, saw I hear a lot you of pouring those. something. What are you drinking? Um, I also heard you sipping, so I felt like Gross. I had to add some sound effects. So sorry. No, no it was amazing Gross. because your no, because your voice was like in the cup. So no. like... <laughs> That's exactly what happened too. And I almost spilled it. I'm wearing this like white shirt, and I almost spilled it on it, but I didn't. So I won, you guys. I won. Good job. Yes. Gold star. Um, I also just have to tell you really quickly. Um, so for all of you non-listeners out there, we have this really cool interface where you can 
click raise your hand and it's supposed to tell the other person that you want to say something so you don't interrupt each other. <laughs> Morgan, yours has just said, hey, the whole time. I has it really? Like... It's because I pushed it like 12 <laughs> times when we were messing around. I haven't pushed it since you started. I really want to take a screenshot of it because it's just you like, should. like you said, like the whole hey. time you're like, hey, 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 hey. I'm just saying, hey, just uh, like that over Justin here to Timberlake say hey. song. <laughs> oh my god okay moving on so um, i kind of want to talk about some of the signage that we saw i think i feel like now is a good moment to talk about that is that okay let's do it all right let's do it so my like most favorite sign that i saw this weekend was this incredible drawing of a uterus and the fallopian tube had its hand up in a in like a like a solidarity fist Ooh, it was so good and I walked, I was like, oh my God, amazing. can I take a picture of your sign? And the girl was like, um, yeah. Like she was super ready for me to do that. And <laughs> that was my like favorite. That's like a whole thing. Like <laughs> you'll kind of laugh, especially because you know, Eric, my boyfriend. Um, but he, uh, the whole time, like before it was like, are we going to make signs? Do you want to make signs? Are we going to make signs? <laughs> and then when, you know, like under his breath as we're at the march, he's like, we don't even have any signs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah, and I actually signs. felt like really left out. Like I should have. Yeah, I felt like that too. Because people were very creative with it. And it's similar to how I feel on Halloween. You know, when people come up with like. Oh, absolutely. Really interesting pun costumes. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't think of that really. Well, easily. and I, I think the most interesting part to me, and this like kind of goes back to my performance roots, is, is the performance of protest. So, so many people showed up in actual costume so many people showed up just carrying signs and then several people just showed up as themselves. Um, and it was really interesting because to me, there were different levels of, not different levels of, of activism. I'm going to kind of like work through what I'm trying to say as I'm saying it. So it might come out weird the first time, but it, like different levels of personal vulnerability Yeah. In, in activism. And I think that's something that's really, really important. You know, when you're trying to be an activist, it's, it's all keying back into what also keeps you safe because that's like the whole point, right? So I yeah. think in certain cases, a lot of people relied on humor because it was like, we're laughing at the signs so we can't laugh at them. Um, in particular, I saw a very large group of... Um, transgender and just trans in general people who were marching and they had this big banner and they were super amazing and they were all like wearing just the coolest stuff that you have ever seen in your whole life and then there was one um there was one person who was walking behind them that that held up a sign that just said I have no need um oh wait let me pull it up because I don't want to quote it wrong oh it said this is my costume yeah. And I just was uh, like, yeah. oh man, like that is, that's it. Like that's totally it because you, you come completely as yourself to a protest and whatever that means to you, if that means like expressing yourself in an artistic way, cause some are more artistic than others in terms of like being able to draw. Cause I really can't do that. Um, <laughs> but like, and others are, you know, more like punny, um, or, you know, others had really bold statements and it was just, it was really cool because you know, for the people who kind of said like, well, this march didn't um, represent me, it did. You just don't know that because you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know? I, I have like a few thoughts about that because, you know, I was thinking of whether I wanted to share this or not because a lot of 
And I don't know if this is because sometimes I'm like, I can be introverted even though people don't think of me that way at all, or if it's insecurity, or if it's privilege, or exactly what it is. But I was thinking about how, like, I specifically didn't go dressed as anything mm-hmm. because it sort of makes me feel uncomfortable. Sure. And I, like, have, I haven't really been able to sort out why. Like, is it because I feel in those moments like it is sort of like armor for people? Mm-hmm. Or is it actually, like they're expressing themselves and I don't think there's one answer for every right. person that this involves but it you know it has really made me think because um I'm like am I actually am I making myself more vulnerable and open to the situation by not wearing something or am I wearing my own kind of armor in that situation so that made me think a lot about that and then my other thought was of course this made me think I don't know if you saw this but it made me think of the sign that that guy was holding up that was like, I'm not really a sign guy, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, come on or something like that. Like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and the, like, the one that like, said that this is bad enough that introverts are here or, like, whatever yes, that yes. sign was. <laughs> yeah. I yes. loved the I'm not really a sign guy, but it was but come Me on, too. I think. Yeah. I think, or something like that. It was and something I, like yeah, that. Yeah, and I guess... And I guess maybe I wish that I had done something like that. Like, maybe that would have been more appropriate for me. Although I am more of a sign gal than than I would admit. <laughs> sure. Um, you know. But, yeah, it's just inter- it is interesting to kind of talk about these layers of vulnerability and what these things represent. And, you know, I told you before that my mom had a lot of hesitation around what the pink pussy hats represented. Sure. And, you know, are we just giving a space for Donald Trump to have a platform, essentially, because we're – using his own language as like you know this this visual representation of our resistance so that's a really interesting yeah I mean that's a really interesting point because so many of the signs too that I saw absolutely used his own language and that was the whole point you know it was like I'm a what was that sign that I didn't see it in Portland but I've seen it online that and I'm sure it was everywhere it was probably in Portland too it was the one that's like I'm a sign guy and I make the best signs all right. Have you seen that? I got to find I didn't it. If see you have it, all right, no. let me, you keep talking and I will internet search and find it. Oh, is it like, it's something like. It's using his, like, 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 um, um, why can't it? Like the way he arranges all the words. Like I have the best signs. I make the best signs. Oh no. Oh, but it's like Donald Trump. No, I haven't seen that. That's hilarious. Okay. Keep talking and I will find it. Cause I want to read the act. Cause it's very funny. Um, yes, that is very, very funny. Um, I'm trying to think of what other signs that I saw. You know, I'll say this, like one thing that was really kind of nostalgic to me because it reminded me of walking along like Michigan and Chicago when I grew up like on holidays and all of the community and people are out just like in a happy mood and supporting each other. As we're marching down the lake, there's all of these apartment complexes that line the lake. And while they're not as tall of skyscrapers as in Chicago, you know, they still remind me kind of of this old like brick apartment buildings um, that you'd find in that kind of area. And it was so cool because not only are we surrounded by too many people to like, you know, walk with, but we have tons of people um, from balconies. Like there's this one girl in a Mr. Potato Head costume dancing in her window saying like my potato my choice so good (laughs) and so you know my body my choice and she's just dancing and dancing and dancing and like keeping the spirits up and I mean even that was so cool it's like you can look even up in the sky and you're seeing support totally during this so it was cool I mean and and those weren't signs per se but I suppose they were their own representation absolutely and this is this is the sign so it says I know signs I make the best signs they're terrific everyone agrees 
<laughs> no. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, it was awful because we all were like, no. But so I think there's really something to like using, you know, a politician or just anybody's own rhetoric against them. I mean, it's sort of like the first, the, the you know, first attack, um, you know, is using yeah. what someone else has said against them. But anyway, I thought that was really, really interesting. And there's, so one sign, and it kind of, if, if you don't have any more, I want to mention it because it segues me into that quote on Facebook. Oh, do If it. you're okay with that. Okay. So there was a sign that I saw flying around on the internet. Um, and again, I didn't see this in person, but I saw it. I saw it on the, on the FB. It was talking about, <laughs> okay. um, it, it said, so all you white ladies, I'll see you with the next Black Lives Matter march, right? Oh, and I just thought that that damn. was really important and really interesting. Yes. And it brings me to, um, so I, I know a person, I know an amazing woman in Portland. Her name is Megan. Um, and eventually like we have to have her on here and I'm sure she, she would totally want to be cause she's an incredible activist and just a really great person in general. I don't yeah. know her as well as I would like to. And this is actually like a great excuse to get to know her better because, because oh, awesome. I adore her. Um, but I've only met her like twice. Anywho, she posted this really amazing, she was in Washington for the March and, and I would, um, I don't know whether she was discussing this, the March with people who she was with at the time. Um, but she posted a series of, of quotes from um, people who she knows, um, some of her friends who asked not to be named, but it was sort of a different perspective um, on the march. Um, everybody has sort of been saying that the march was very successful because there were no arrests, there was no police brutality, um, you know, there, there wasn't any, like, escalation. And, um, you know, there's sort of a, another side to that point um, and I will just read you. There's there's two quotes here, but I think I'm only going to read the one for now. Um, yeah, and it says, low arrest numbers and levels of police violence are not a sign of success. Saying otherwise says a lot about what you think of the protests in Ferguson, Chicago, and many others. No arrests is a sign that the messed up system we live in does not fear white women the way they fear other groups of people in the streets. If this many people showed up against police violence or immigration, the police would have reacted very differently. Being left alone while protesting peacefully is a privilege. And I think that that's just, um, end quote, <laughs> but I think that that's something that's so important to think about because, you know, basically that every, every like speech I heard uh, um, from the Portland March was about all about intersectionality, about womanism versus feminism. And I just, it, this, this quote really struck me because I found myself being like, see, you know, we can have a march that's, that's totally um, super successful because see, we didn't deface any property. Um, but I just, and anyway, yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on this quote because it just was really something that, that stuck with me. And I, as soon as I read it, and I read it today, actually, I was like, oh my God, I have to talk about this tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... It is interesting because I did hear a lot of people surrounding me in the march saying that very thing, like, you know, wow, the police are just like hanging out and being jolly and having a good time and no one really considering like why that might be. Sure. Um, I think the white privilege thing is is definitely something to consider and it does remind me of the sign um, that I was telling you about that I was reading about on Twitter 
um, where, you know, she, let me just pull this up really quick. She was holding a sign that just says white women elected Trump. Was she in, was she in Washington? She was in Washington, and um, her Twitter handle is MST Harrington. Obviously, anyone... you need to follow her now. Follow her because she, I mean, it's really interesting because she does do this entire kind of Twitter story about her experience, and she is saying, you know, that she did it so that people would come up to her and have maybe tough conversations. Or she, you know, she didn't probably really know what to expect, but. Sure. You know, she had one white woman come up to her and admit, like, hey, when I first read that, my reaction was to be angry. Like, I felt really defensive. Like, what the hell do you mean? Like, I'm, I don't support Trump. Um, but then, like, quickly realizing sort of what that that meant. And, and she that's why she came over to her to start a conversation. And she had women of color coming up to her and... Um, you know, saying thank you for making this sign or, you know, tell me more about what you're thinking about this. Let's start a conversation. And I guess that's sort of like my biggest positive takeaway from the march is that um, maybe not saying like, okay, well, we avoided police violence, but hey, we have all of these women all around the world who have felt essentially traumatized and unsure of how to act in the face of this election. Mm-hmm. And we all stand for many things and yet, and are afraid, and are oppressed, and yet we still all came out to represent these things, and many people of all colors really did things like wear certain outfits and have certain signs or participate in ways that made them uncomfortable, and I think that's sort of the general theme, is like, how can you, especially for white people, how can you put yourself out of your comfort zone so that you can start understanding, like, what the hell is going on? And I think, I think that's like, that's exactly, that's what, what was entirely so cool to me about it because it was also a group of people who are generally not mobilized to do anything in terms of demonstration. Like this, a demonstration globally of this magnitude possibly has never happened. Like they, they were putting up, like this is, I, I saw an article today and I have, I didn't have time to actually look into whether or not it was real. But it was talking about how it's possible that this could be the largest demonstration in in history, right? Um, which is I'd be really interesting interested to find out if that's true. But it's also you know when when people are motivated to and they're mobilized once, it's so much more possible to do it again. Yeah, and I think that's what's so exciting about like charting this territory into the unknown is that we've had this moment. We have felt the positive feeling of just being together. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, it was it was an unreal, truly unreal experience. I've never experienced anything like it. Like I was sort of like, I mean, I still feel this way. I've, I'm I feel usually pretty articulate. <laughs> I've had a hard time expressing myself just because I've sort of been overcome with emotion by the impact of it. Like just being, like you said, in that environment was so profound. Um, It's hard to find the right words to describe it. Yeah. And I want, I, so I don't know if, if, if this is a good, is it a good segue? Beep, boop, bop, boop, boop. Segue. (laughs) Beep, boop. Um, that's not the effect that I want for that, by the Perfect. way. Perfect. <laughs> insert effect. Insert effect here. And now we're on another topic. Um, I, I, I just wanted to briefly touch on 
and like say briefly touch because like you can't briefly touch on any of this stuff but yeah. all of those memes that are flying around about um women who are like who are saying like well this march didn't you know, this march didn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't feel like my rights are being sacrificed. Um, uh, this march does not represent me. And I just yeah. want to, like, so, uh, and I'm like, again, I'm super unprepared because now I'm thinking of an article that's, like, super perfect to read a little bit about. Um, do it. But, so, tell Next me your thoughts episode. on that while I find it. Tell me, <laughs> tell me your thoughts on that while I find it because I, I have one particular paragraph that I want to read. Yeah, so my thoughts are that it really infuriates me, but it, it kind of goes with the general theme of, again, how I've been feeling sort of paralyzed to act since the election, because it, it's, and it's even what spawned us to talk about episode one. Like, we were originally talking about episode one, even being focused on that New York Times article called You Focus on the Good, Women Who Voted for Trump in Their Own Words by yeah, Susan Shira. Yes, yes. Um, and it's, it's the exact same kind of thing for me because it's like the women's accounts, it's like all the way up until like the concluding statement. Like I can relate. Like I understand where they're coming from, but it's like they make these leaps in logic that like you know, make no sense to me or like even make a little bit of sense, but are just sort of flawed. Like the first story in that article, it's a woman who's talking about how like she works in a hospital and she sees a barrage of patients coming in from different countries. And, um, you know, but that there's like millions of people who need Medicaid. And, you know, as she drove to work yesterday, she saw three homeless people. So, you know, we need to like help our people first and, you know, she ends with, if I turned down every candidate who had objectified women, I'd vote for no one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. It's like I can relate to that, but it's also, like, such flawed logic. And then they're, like, completely, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I again, I can't even, like, put full coherent sentences together about this because it makes me so upset because it's like, these are the women that I see every day. Like, yes, like, yeah. my, close, my close friends – a lot of people I work with, people in my close circle, inner circle, are progressive people. But I do a lot of things like in the business community and in other communities that engage a lot of people who are not that at all. And I know a lot of these women, you know, we've talked about this in the context of like, you know, women who are selling like Avon and like Stella and yeah, Dad and stuff sure. like that. And it's like, you know, it's like I get sort of like based on their backgrounds and where they come from, like where this logic comes from. But it's so it's just like, I guess my point is, is I get so frustrated because how do you reach these people? Like they're so certain in their logic that it's like, how do you in any way change their minds? Which is, you know, why eventually we'll get to talking about the person who wrote the response to the article you originally referenced, because mm -hmm. it's just like, how, how do you even respond to these women who like have such flawed logic about shit that you just want to shake them? Do you, you know what it makes me them? think of? Do you watch South Park? This is really inappropriate. Like, <laughs> like, like, what, like trigger alert. Like this is really inappropriate what I'm about to do. Um, but I'm doing it anyway. Do you ever watch South Park? Yes. There's an episode, it, and it basically makes fun of all of those um, movies about, like, 
like teachers that come in and the students hate them, but then they change their minds. Oh, yeah. And, like and freedom writers. Yeah, yeah. And Cartman goes like, how do I reach these kids? <laughs> and it just, every time you say that, like, and that's been this, like, that seriously has played in my head like seven times, like over the conversations we've been having. And I've been like, when is the perfect moment? And obviously now, Liz, obviously now. now is the perfect moment to tell you that every time that I listen to, you know, I hear you say that, I I think of Cartman saying, how do I reach these kids? Anyway, keep, please, please continue. All right, well, um, this is a great note for the future then. We will find that clip. Oh, we, yes. We will play it at opportune moments. Ooh, that's will a be great often. idea. Yeah, there will be many <laughs> moments to play that. That's a great idea. Clearly. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Did you find your article? I did. And I found the part that I want to read. And, and it's, it is basically exactly what, I mean, I've written this exact thing a zillion times in, in, okay. you know, and in texts and in just in not this exact thing, of course. Um, but just anyway, I will like my, my group of very best girlfriends, um, who are probably going to be our first listeners. Love you guys. Um, yeah. they, I call, we call each other the hive. And, and they have said, my, my very dear friend Joanna said, um, uh, either yesterday or the day before, she said, you know, I, I don't, the hard part that for people to swallow, and she may have said this to my cousin who was like basically trolling me online, but that's a story for another time as well. Um, <laughs> but she, she said, you know, the, the hard part, and I'm paraphrasing terribly, but she said the hard part for people to swallow is that when, when one group is fighting for, for rights, that doesn't mean they're taking rights away from another group. Like there's enough to go around. Like in our friend group, we always say like, there's enough pretty, everybody can be pretty. You know, there's enough pretty to go around yes. and it's the same thing. It's the same thing, or it should be the same thing, you know, with what we're talking about now. Like there, there should be enough for everyone to have what they need. And, and it shouldn't be a threat to one group if another group is standing up and saying, well, we don't have everything we need. The answer should be, okay, well, how do we make it so that we all do? It's not a sacrifice to one group to have everybody be equal. And with that, um, this article is called To Christy on Facebook, Who Doesn't Need the Women's March. Um, and it's by, it's on medium.com. It's probably on a bunch of different places, but it's by... Um, a journalist uh, named Susan Spear. So the last paragraph in this article, and she does a really brilliant, if you haven't read it, it's really brilliant. You should read it. it. She breaks it down by like each kind of point and then talks about each point, but this is sort of like the, the entire, um, how it all culminates at the end of the article. I didn't march because I personally feel marginalized. I marched because I can. I marched because a lot of women can't, even if you don't see them. I marched for women of privilege, women who don't have shit, women who are raising awesome children with their same-sex partner who has to legally adopt the child that is biologically hers and might find herself spontaneously unmarried in the eyes of the Supreme Court. I marched for women who need reproductive health care of any kind. I marched for the 17-year-old pregnant girl who dropped out of school to sort my clothes at the dry cleaners for $7.25 an hour. She has to quit when the baby comes because she doesn't get any time off, paid or otherwise. Her next job will be minimum wage too, because she hasn't gotten her GED yet and doesn't know if she can get in the night school program because she'll need someone to stay with her newborn. I marched for the woman who, ha who was raped in college and still hasn't even told her best friend after all these years. I even marched for you, Christy, even if you don't feel like you need anyone to march for you. 
Yes. <laughs> Isn't it just like that is because that's we the march was about marching for everyone. It it was yes. it was supporting and being in the streets to fight for the rights of every single person, including those I do not and will never agree with to live their life the way they choose. Fighting for reproductive rights, fighting for for these rights is not fighting against people who do not want those. It's fighting for the right for everyone to have what they want and to live the life that they choose. It's crazy. It's just, like it's crazy to me to think that me that too. people think that rights for others you know if you don't believe in it then don't do it i feel like people oh, oh puppy sorry dolce dolce's making an cats. appearance it's okay it's humanizing us like we we have animals We're <laughs> my human. coworkers are barking that's what i tell my clients <laughs> when i'm on the phone i say i'm so sorry my coworkers are barking <laughs> And they always think that that's really funny. So maybe you guys funny. will think that's funny too. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but you know, I think it's like, I mean, this is interesting, right? Because I think basically those types of phrases are used as a distractor, of course, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's easy to say like, oh, well, I don't agree for that. So I'm not going to do this. And I feel like historically that has to stem from the patriarchy. I mean, essentially mm-hmm. like... I mean, it's similar to me to, like, propaganda, you know? It's, like, the same rhetoric that's been repeated so many times. It's, like, ingrained in us. It's, like, the same thing that I think about when people talk about how girls are always told they're pretty before they're smart. I find myself doing that to little girls without even, like, being conscious of it. Or saying they're bossy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. And it's, like... It's so ingrained in us, you know, so it's like a, a lot of these people, like, it's not like they're consciously, like, I'm going to make people, like, you know, not move forward in their own beliefs because I'm going to sneakily distract them with this strategy. But it's, I think it's one of those things that's, like, so ingrained in people who are kind of on, who are white. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That it's just sort of the excuse that they're used to making. And that kind of stuff drives me crazy. I mean, someone that I'm in this women's group with who has a lot of women who are conservative and a lot of people who are liberal posted something on Facebook afterwards, too, that was like, y'all can hate on me for not going to the march, but I spent the weekend at a women's retreat, like, helping, like, women's small businesses. And it was, like, one of the things that she's posted that actually was sort of reasonable to me. Like, even though she was still, like, kind of being a hater on the march because I know her and she, like, posts, like, really outrageous fake news stuff all the time. Like, I still was at least she's saying, like, but I, I did get something the sense productive. of, like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm with a diverse group of women, many of whom are very progressive, and I spent the weekend with them helping them figure out how to build their small businesses. So I was like, okay, like that at least I can get on board with. But the kind of stuff that, you know, we're reading that's just like, well, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why I would need to march because like it's, it has nothing to do with me. It's like, it definitely has to do with you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Forgive my language. No, but, I'm so, oh swear jar. <laughs> oh no, the swear jar. Oh my gosh. So this is where, oh my, it's perfect timing. So we're going to introduce, um, and we're going to be really bad at this, Liz. Like when I get more comfortable, (laughs) like it's going to be Craytown. But so we basically decided that we're going to start a thing on this podcast called Swear Jar. And when one of us or, or, yeah, I guess when one of us or both of us, whatever, whenever someone, (laughs) whenever someone 
says um, a big time swear word. I don't know. We're gonna have to decide which words qualify. Swear I definitely just crossed the line for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You alienated <laughs> our none listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, show's over. It's a good run. Bye. <laughs> We're gonna um, do the reunion tour soon. So. Oh my god. Let's please. Yeah. Let's let's already start a reunion tour booking. Actually, like I just want that would be really great. Anyway, so the we're gonna do it like however we decide to break out our seasons of podcast. At the end of a season, we're gonna tally up everything that was from Square Jar and we're gonna donate it to either the ACLU to Planned Parenthood, um, to an organization that and that will change based on, you know, what's going on during the season. We will we will donate it to you know whoever um we would like to and then eventually when we have listeners which would be great please please listen yay please um please (laughs) we we will like ask for you know if there are local charities and and certain areas or, or something that we don't that we of course wouldn't ever even know about we would love to know um and we will donate our swear jar money to that Clearly, we expect to swear a lot, or this wouldn't be a very worthwhile effort. (laughs) I mean, to anyone who knows us personally. It's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Keep going. No, I mean, that was pretty much it. I just, you know, can go on a rant for hours about this, but it's, it's very hard to know how to reach other women in particular. And maybe that's sort of hopefully what this podcast will be a vehicle for. Like how do you reach other women? Because I do find myself all the time having these complex moments of like, okay, I can find this one tiny piece of, of something to relate to with this person. You know, that person that I mentioned on Facebook, who I'm in this women's group with, like I do not like her really. And I do not like what she posts, but I'm always looking out for things like, you know, I mentioned so that I'm I'm looking for any area of common ground or relatability or redeemability or, you know, admitting my own judgment. So hopefully this podcast will help me continue to sort through a lot of those feelings because, you know, I mean, they're not going anywhere. Like these are people that I'm going to be surrounded by. And I would be kidding myself if I didn't admit that just as a white woman who's working in the for-profit sector right now, like I could potentially have some influence and I do feel like it's my responsibility to try like if with any small amount of privilege I have like my mom tells me that we grew up that she she gifted me with negative clout because they are not connected to the community (laughs) at all but you know with any any small bit of white privilege that I do have and influence that I do have um I plan to keep having these conversations and I think I think that's really important I mean I think that's that's exactly what we're here to do and I'm really excited to do it and with that honestly like I think I think we need to do queen corner Queen Corner. Queen so is Corner. This, so is this like official or is this? I think it should. Pre-teen, no, pre-queen, I think it queen. should be. I think it should be the first official Queen Corner. And I think you, you're it, girl. So, so wait. Do you want me to explain Queen Corner? Yeah. I want you to uh, okay. Explain. All right. So Queen Corner, um, and like the term for it might change, but right now it's Queen Corner because we like we like that. We thought that was fun. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. So. Depending on like what the episode is about, we are either both of us going to pick someone who we think is the queen of the week or one of us will, um, just depending on like if it's an article that we need to read or like whatever, whatever we're going to do. 
Um, but this t this time, um, Liz is going to talk about her like pick slash many picks for the Queen Corner, and then eventually <laughs> it's going to be really exciting because we're also going to have princesses of the week, and I'm all about that. So, anyways, oh my God. Liz, take it away for the da 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 Queen Corner. Queen Corner! Um, okay, so I guess this is sort of in princess fashion since I really had trouble picking, but I just, I'll keep it brief, but of course during this monumental time I had a really difficult time thinking who would be the woman to represent us as we move through this transition, and I really found myself every half day, maybe every couple hours even, um, having a new like epiphany or profound moment or new thought or, you know, Trump did something else crazy or his administration did already that like fueled me in a different way. And I just had the most trouble picking because I changed my mind every time. And of course, since we talked about this on Thursday, I had Queen Corner in my mind. And so every woman that influenced me, I'm like, Queen Corner! Everyone <laughs> goes to Queen Corner, which hopefully will have an infinite amount of episodes for you to detail everyone in Queen Corner. Yes, and it would be cool if at some point we, like, post it somewhere. I don't know. Keep a list. But, yes. of course, my initial thought, and I, you'll laugh at me because I was, like, thinking this is, like, really creative. Like, you wouldn't come up with this. <laughs> my first pick was Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Shocking. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I'm so original. But, of course, I was thinking about that on Thursday because... A lot of the media was surrounding um, inauguration and them leaving. And, like, I mean, even to the point of, like, on Thursday night, somebody – I can't remember which publication did this, but somebody posted – pictures of an empty white house like it was like oh it was like taken God. outside of the white house peering into the window of like an no. empty oval office <laughs> that's so depressing like i'm yeah. so glad i didn't see that because i would have just been like a pile of filth like i weeping. was I was. I was weeping, and then I was like, Michelle Obama will be the queen. So I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> like, da, da, da. <laughs> exactly. I haven't totally changed my mind. I think she's sort of like a forever queen. Um, you know, I, oh, I almost yeah. would, like, use her pick a picture of her face as the logo for Queen Corner. I mean, she's just like, we could dedicate a whole freaking season to Michelle Obama. But She'll of come back. Was, she will definitely come back. But of course, I was just thinking about, you know, the Obama presidency and how, you know, as his girls grew up and as Michelle continued to distinguish herself as a first lady and, and did more things as a first lady than so many have before, kind of redefined what it meant to be a first lady, if I may. Yeah. Um, I feel like that, like, became more and more obvious as the whole family grew and as the nation grew. And that was such a wonderful, amazing thing to witness and maybe why... I was so certain we were going to have a woman president because we had yeah. these representations of like strong women Ooh, around us all of the point, time. Liz. That's a really good point. I just thought of it right now. It's because I'm drinking this really amazing champagne. So. Well, hey, hey, is it called hey. Rascal? Cause... <laughs> it's called Barefoot. I'm pretty sure you're familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> Barefoot Rascal coming at you. We are high class ladies, I tell you I what. Mean, I mean, I spent $7 on this bottle. I didn't even buy it myself, so <laughs> I think Eric like drunkenly bought this. Okay, I'm not going to out him on this podcast, but anyway. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Eric. My bad. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, anyway, of course, she was my first choice, and that hasn't really left me, but. Um, you know, as things developed throughout the weekend, I thought, I guess, about more 
um, relevant to the Women's March examples. And just to keep it brief, I'll just mention the two kind of that I want to bring up. One is um, an artist known as Milk, but not like the drink. It's M-I-L-C-K. <laughs> okay, wait. Whoa. Okay, I'm Googling now. Continue. So she is the artist. I think she lives in L.A. She's the artist that wrote this song for the Women's March and literally hosted like practice sessions online like nobody practiced this in person oh, at all cool. like they practice this online only and there's like harmony I would really like to play just like a small please clip of it um but basically I thought it was really neat because of the flash mob purpose so she could have of course used it to like promote her own fame or whatever and she according to the recording I have as a wicked voice but I mean, it really was so much more about community and so cool to see these women coming together to sing this song they'd practiced and are only just meeting for the first time. So I, I just thought that was so freaking Freaking cool. awesome. Um, so freaking amazing. So I think that this is going to work if I unplug my headphones. Um, <clears throat> we're we're still me. technical difficulty. We're still figuring this out. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to unplug and see if this works. All right. All right. Okay. Even though I like can't even pick an appropriate place oh to stop god. it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just like. Oh my god, that's brilliant! It's brilliant. It's it's called "I Can't Keep Quiet." You know, I mean, just like yeah, like looking at the lyrics, like watching these women like all in their pink hats, like singing in this circle. I mean, if you haven't watched the video. Watch I have it. not, but I have it up on my computer, and I will like literally do it immediately. It's like. I didn't even realize, like, the full magnitude of this. This is still sinking in for me. But, of course, I knew you'd appreciate it because we're both very musical people. Yes. Um, performance backgrounds, singing backgrounds, musical theater backgrounds. And this is just, like, so beautiful. And it's, again, it's not a song that's, like, centered around her as an artist. Like, it's, it, the harmonies are taken into consideration. The lyrics are thoughtful. Like, I just... I mean, How she did they has even to do be... that. Like that is that's no no like like dun 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> big time queen. Yeah, big time queen. Um, I just like I can't even get over it, and there's probably a whole lot we could say about it. Um, but yeah, I was just very moved by it. <laughs> that's uh yeah, like I was like chilling and like probably gonna cry into my wine. Yeah, and like that's here. Let's do crying sounds. How absolutely fucking amazing! (laughs) Swear jar, sorry, two two dollars. Fucking amazing! Oh my god, three dollars swear jar. Oh my god, we're gonna be so broke. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, please, if we ever like do a thing, like please donate. We need to cover our swear jar money. <laughs> like GoFundMe because we can't actually follow, follow through like, on our charity purposes. We need purposes. four thousand dollars for our GoFundMe. <laughs> we said we were gonna donate to charity, and then like we can't afford it. So <laughs> sorry. Oh my god. Anyway, I mean, I almost like because I'm such a musical person, I have a hard time even following that. Um, But if you want to talk about Dina Lagerman as well, because of her amazing response, I'm still totally down to read some or all of it. I mean, I am I am super down for you to read that because I think it is amazing. And I think it's such a beautiful way to to end our first episode, babe. Like, I really think it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we have any final thoughts or should I just read it? I think you should just read it. I mean, I think, I think all of the thoughts that we have had are ongoing. I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't think any of this is, is, is wrapped up. You're right. And that's why I love the fact that we're doing this podcast so much is because it allows us to be like, okay, great. So let's leave it here. Let's talk about, oh, by the way, I want to talk about, um, in our next episode, we've decided to um, talk about self-care. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and talk about, I want to do that because I want to end with you saying this amazingness. I don't want to be, I don't want to be like, that was great on our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone finish Excuse your tears. <laughs> just a few housekeeping things. Um, like when no. people do that at the end of yoga during Shavasana, I'm like, will you shut I know. the fuck they're, up? They're like, swear and jar. like, swear jar. <laughs> and they say like, so $28 is due at the door. Like, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not staying right now. Like, Excuse yeah. Excuse me. I'm supposed to be yeah. totally relaxed. <laughs> Precisely. So, no, so our next episode is going to be devoted to some moments of self-care. Um, and I think we'll find some really interesting, like, passages and things like that that we can share um, for that. But if, if your experience has been anything like ours in the last, you know, uh, since November 9th, um, you've been having really difficult conversations or I hope that you are. I hope that you're getting out there and having those difficult conversations and challenging people and, and challenging yourself to learn different perspectives and, and learn how to navigate um, new political and, and emotional situations. But we, we really want to dedicate the next episode to talking about ways that you can care for yourself in that and moments that you can kind of pull back and, and realize that, you know, you, you can't be, you can't change. You as one person cannot change the world in a day, um, and we won't. Um, but if you're if you're feeling the same sort of exhaustion that we are feeling after the march, which I'm sure that you are, even if you didn't take part in the march, um, we have a long road ahead of us, and we have a lot of work to do. So I think I think self care is is really important, and and learning how um, you know to make your environment an environment that that fosters creativity and and is a safe place and and all of those things so we'll be talking about that it's gonna be a long fight it's gonna be a long fight. it's gonna be a long fight we got to take care of each other while we do it and and tired soldiers can't fight for very long you know so i mean we need we need to be we need to re-energize each other but we also need to make sure that we ourselves are we're taking care of ourselves so we're going to talk a little bit about that 
the um the next time and um until then all of you like non-people who are listening we love you (laughs) we love you and we love ourselves because we listen to ourselves we love ourselves that's gonna be there's always another queen of the week and like can't wait to start sharing all of that and with that take it away liz read 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 the article Okay, so this is our queen of the week. Her name is Dina Lagerman. I hope I'm not butchering that. Um, But she wrote a response to um, basically the post that came out after the Women's March in response to the Women's March that basically started with, I'm not a disgrace to women because I don't support the Women's March. I don't feel I'm a second-class citizen because I'm a woman. Blah, 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 white privilege, blah, blah. <laughs> I know that's super judgmental, but I feel that it's uh, true. It's fair. True. <laughs> so, yeah, true. So here she is. <clears throat> it's called Say Thank You. Say thank you. Say thank you to the women who gave you a voice. Say thank you to the women who were arrested and imprisoned and beaten and gassed for you to have a voice. Say thank you to the women who refused to back down, to the women who fought tirelessly to give you a voice. Say thank you to the women who put their lives on hold, who, lucky for you, did not have better things to do than to march and protest and rally for your voice. So you don't feel like a second-class citizen. So you get to feel equal. Thank Susan B. Anthony and Alice Paul for your right to vote. Thank Elizabeth Stanton for your right to work. Thank Maud Wood Park for your prenatal care and your identity outside of your husband. Thank Rose Schneiderman for your humane working conditions. Thank Eleanor Roosevelt and Molly Dusen for your ability to work in politics and affect policy. Thank Margaret Sanger for your legal birth control and thank Daryl Downer for your reproductive health care rights. Thank Sarah Muller for your equal education. Thank Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Shannon Turner, Gloria Steinem, Zelda Kingoff Nordlinger, Rosa Parks, Angela Davis, Malika Sadasar, Wagatwe Wanjuki, Ida B. Wells, Malala Yousafzai, Thank your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandmother who did not have half of the rights that you have now. You can make your own choices. Speak and be heard. Vote. Work. Control your body. Defend yourself. Defend your family because of the women who marched. You did nothing to earn those rights. You were born into those rights. You did nothing, but you reaped the benefits of women, strong women, women who fought misogyny and pushed through patriarchy and fought for you. And you sit on a pedestal. A pedestal you are fortunate enough to have and type. A keyboard warrior, a fighter for complacency, an acceptor of what you were given, a denier of facts, wrapped up in your delusion of equality. You are not equal. Puppies! Sorry, the dogs agree. They totally agree. That was so perfect. I'm just saying. You are not equal, (laughs) even if you feel like you are. You still make less than a man for doing the same work. You make less as a CEO, as an athlete, as an actress, as a doctor. You make less in government, in the tech industry, in healthcare. You still don't have full rights over your own body. Men are still debating over your uterus, even today. (laughs) My own words, but even today. Literally today. Literally today. Over your prenatal care, over your choices. You still have to pay taxes for your basic sanitary needs. I forgot about this one, but holy fuck. I know. (laughs) I know. Holy fuck. Swear jar, swear jar. 
You still have to carry mace when walking alone at night. You still have to prove to the court why you were drunk on the night you were raped. You still have to justify your behavior when a man forces himself on you. You still don't have paid or even unpaid maternity leave. You still have to go back to work while your body is broken, while you silently suffer from postpartum depression. You still have to fight to breastfeed in public. You still have to prove to other women that it's your right to do so, and you still offend others with your breasts. You're still objectified. You are still catcalled. You are still sexualized. You are still told you're too skinny or you're too fat. You're still told you're too old or you're too young. You're applauded when you age gracefully, yet you're still told that men age better. You're still told to dress like a lady and you are still judged on your outfit instead of what's in your head. What brand bag you have still matters more than your college degree. You are still being abused by your husband, by your boyfriend. You're still being murdered by your partners, being beaten by your soulmate. You are still worse off if you are a woman of color, a gay woman, a transgender woman. You are still harassed, belittled, dehumanized. Your daughters are still told they are beautiful before they are told they are smart. Your daughters are still told to behave even though boys will be boys. Your daughters are still told boys pull hair or pinch them because they like them. You are not equal. Your daughters are not equal. You are still systemically oppressed. Estonia allows parents to take up to three years of leave, fully paid for the first 435 days. Oh my God. <laughs> what the hell? United oh. States has no policy requiring maternity leave. Singapore's women feel safe walking alone at night. When's the last time you felt like that? <laughs> um, before I knew it was dangerous. Yeah, like age two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before, I, like seriously, like when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Singapore's women feel safe walking alone at night. I'll repeat that. American women do not. New Zealand's women have the smallest gender gap in wages at 5.6%. United States pay gap is still 20%. Iceland has the highest number of women CEOs at 44%. United States is at 4%. 4. (laughs) The United States ranks at 45 for women's equality behind Rwanda, Cuba, Philippines, Jamaica. Like, (laughs) are you kidding me? That's so shocking (laughs) to hear. It's like gives me chills. (laughs) But this is why this is so brilliant because then she goes on. She says, but I get it. You don't want to admit it. You don't want to be a victim. You think feminism is a dirty word. You think it's not classy to fight for equality. You hate the word pussy. Unless, of course, you use it to call a man who isn't up to your standard of manhood. You I know, love that line. I know. God, it's, I love that line. It's so perfect. Uh, you know the type of man that allows his woman to do whatever she damn well pleases. I get it. You believe feminists are emotional, irrational, unreasonable. Why aren't women just satisfied with their lives, right? You get what you get and you don't get upset, right? I get it. You want to feel empowered. You don't want to believe you're oppressed because that would mean you are indeed a second-class citizen. You don't want to feel like one. I get it. But don't worry. I will walk for you. I will walk for your daughter and your daughter's daughter. And maybe you will still believe the world did not change. You will believe you've always had the rights you've had today. And that's okay, because women who actually care and support other women don't care what you think about them. They care about their future and the future of the women who come after them. Open your eyes. Open them wide. Because I'm here to tell you, along with millions of other women, that you are not equal. Your equality is an illusion. A feel-good sleight of hand. A trick of the mind. 
I'm sorry to tell you, but you are not equal, and neither are our daughters. But don't worry. We'll walk for you. We will fight for you. We will stand up for you. And one day, you will actually be equal instead of just feeling like you are. And with that, that's entirely what this podcast is about. We're going to continue to explore basically everything in that article. Like that article is like the Magna Carta. That's life right now. It's just life. I mean, it's, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, honestly, when I read it, when you sent it to me today, like that is the guiding light for this podcast. Yeah. Everything in it, we're, we're going to try to start unpacking. We're going to try to start doing. And I, I just, I'm so honored to be on this podcast with you and I'm so excited to see where this goes if if you know who wants to be involved and and to go back and listen to where we started in a year hell yes this is gonna I'm be just, one i'm hell so of a excited <laughs> so cheers to the chug and chat babe cheers <laughs> and <laughs> ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> clinky clinky we're gonna work out the sound effects clinkity, you guys clink, 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 clink. <laughs> like, like, that would actually be perfect <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna but pass yeah, that. that was our first episode. That was Come it. Come back for more. That was it. Come back for more. Come back for more. Diddly, 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 clinkity, clink.